Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The Ravens suffered a 33-31 loss to the Cleveland Browns today. Tough game for the Ravens, Garrett. After riding high, coming off that big, big win last week, he come out and suffer a hard loss, and now the AFC North race has tightened even more. So we're going to break it all down for you today. Uh, Garrett, I'll start here. This loss, by the way, I'm going to carry this because Garrett's throat is killing him right now. He's got the throat lobster. I appreciate you playing through pain, Garrett. <laughs> I spent too much time yelling at the at the team at the, from the press box there today. <laughs> so, no voice left. Yeah. The, the way that this one feels different to me is this really feels like the Ravens' first true loss of the season, right? They lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Colts. But they just got beat in this one right those games they get they kind of gave them away drops uh fumbles just sloppy games you're like they absolutely 100 should have win and, and you can make a case for that you can make mm-hmm. a good case for that in this game when you have a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter but to me the browns played better than the ravens today and, and i would not say the same of the colts and the steelers earlier this season the ravens just got beat today yeah i think that's a fair take i i, I think the the one thing that feels similar t- to me with today's game compared to those games is that it was still a game where you felt like the Ravens are going to win this game. I mean, they're up 14 points in the fourth quarter and you just, they did make mistakes on, in those situations that basically cost them the opportunities to win games. They made some mistakes at the end of half. They made some mistakes at the end of the game. I think it's fair. I mean, I, I would agree like watching the game, the Browns overall, I think overall outplayed the Ravens. Yeah. But I still felt like it was a game that the Ravens had the opportunity to win if a couple things, if you do a couple things right in key moments, and they weren't well, able to do that. I mean, when you lose thirty-three to thirty-one, you, you didn't, you never trailed until the triple zeros on the clock. Then yeah, you had a pretty good shot. And, and not only did you never trail until then, but you you basically had a double-digit lead the entire game. Like, you basically go up 14 points mm-hmm. right out of the gate, and I thought Justin Matabike said it well when he was like, yeah, we, we went up by 14, and I don't think anybody expected after the Hamilton pick six and the Keaton Mitchell, you know, touchdown that we were going to lose right. this game. We were sizing them up in the press box. Yep. And I think that everybody kind of felt that way. So that's, you basically had this double-digit lead almost the entire game, but then still couldn't find a way to win the game. That's what I think is most frustrating. Yeah, to me, it's it's it was an atypical game from the Ravens from what we've seen much of the season on both sides of the ball. And uh, let's break it down here. You know, defensively, obviously, that was really the most surprising part. You have the number one and number two ranked defenses in the league coming into this game. And I look at the scoreboard and there's 64 points put up in this one. Did not expect that coming into this game. The, the Browns put up 373 total yards. The Ravens had 306, by the way. So they outgained the Ravens to a point that you just got outplayed. You got outgained by a significant margin. And defensively, what really stuck out to me is the Browns running for 178 yards. They, they're they down to their back. They don't have Nick Chubb. They have their backup running back, right? And they were without their top three offensive tackles. To me, that is really surprising for a Ravens defense that prides itself on how strong they are in the trenches. And they, and they just got beat up front today. Yeah, the the y'all the I think overall it's just like surprising from the defense. Like you're just not used to seeing that from that from this defense. I like again you get spotted basically 14 points. I think they made the plays to come up with those no, 14 right, points. Part one, seven of those came from an yeah, incredible like, Kyle Hamilton play. Tip pick six to himself. Yeah, exactly. So like I'm Give not taking, for any, that. taking anything away from that, but I felt like at that point, like okay, I can't see a world in which the Ravens defense 
gives up this 14-point lead. Like, yeah. I, just waste based on how they played throughout this year. 100%. They, I never would have expected that. And so for that to happen, I agree. I think I look at the ground game. I mean, Jerome Ford finished with uh, 17 attempts, 107 yards. Deshaun Watson, eight carries, 37 yards. Not gaudy numbers on the ground, but when he needed to pick up yards How many of those were on the third downs where he just slithered out of a sack? I mean, he did it so many times, including on the last drive that set up the, the game-winning field goal. Like, he mm-hmm. came up with the right carries at the right time and the Ravens really had no answer for the ground game Watson included yeah I thought Deshaun Watson uh played his best game potentially his best game as a Brown uh and and it looked it reminded me of some of the Houston Texans Deshaun Watson plays where he's running around making plays outside the pocket uh you know he didn't have too many big mistakes had one interception obviously the Kyle Hamilton pick six but that's that's a great play by Kyle but it's also a little bit fluky you know you get a a batted ball that goes straight up in the air right to the guy. Oftentimes that doesn't go right back down to him. Yeah. But I thought Watson played pretty well. And to your point, the Ravens had a tough time getting him on the ground. John Harbaugh talked about it after the game. Their strategy was really to kind of, uh, kind of close, crumple the pocket around him. Do not let him get out. It wasn't just pin your ears back, get up the field. It was, you know, keep him contained in the pocket. And he still, despite that, kind of slithered through there so many times. Um, the Ravens' tackling issues, that was surprising. They've tackled really well. And, and quite frankly, you know, you have Michael Pierce, who's been balling out, and you have Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, two of the best inside linebackers in the league, and you see Deshaun Watson slithering away too many times, Jerome Ford running for 170, 107 yards and buck seventy eight on the ground for the Browns with Roquan and Patrick Queen in the middle of this defense. I didn't think we see the day this season. Well, that's the thing. It's like you, you. I kind of, I, I kind of would understand it more if it was like, hey, they got beat on a couple of big plays over the top. You know that happens, and it that was. wasn't the case. I mean, they had long drives. They had a seventeen yard touchdown drive yep. at one or 17, seventeen play, seventeen play touchdown yep. drive. That is not something that this defense consistently does. And then after that, they had a six play seventy five yard touchdown drive. So it was like they were methodical drives they were marching down the field it wasn't just one play at a time they were consistently moving the football on this defense and that is not something we have seen at all this year we haven't seen it at all exactly first time exactly and so a little alarming right you you talk about uh I think this was definitely a shot to the eagle of a very proud defense. They they came into this not wanting to give up an inch, and they gave up a lot of inches today. And uh, you know, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith uh, did not. You know, we didn't talk to them after the game. Um, I'm sure those guys are fuming after this one. The, this whole defense, Javon Clowney was not happy about this performance. Said, "Yeah, this is this one's a tough one to swallow for a group like us who's been playing so well." Um, you know the other. Thing, he was actually one of the one of the better players on this defense. He had yeah. two sacks, had drew another penalty, had another, mm-hmm. you know, pressure. Like I thought, I thought Clowney had one of his better games uh, for a guy who's been playing well this season. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to like look at like the individual accolades on a game where you you drop a division for sure. division matchup. The other thing defensively that stood out to me was just too many chunk passing plays over the middle of the field. John Harwell talked about it after the game, said it seemed like the Ravens are having some trouble with their split safety looks. The Browns just kept finding open guys over the middle of the field and then getting yards after catch. And one that on their final drive, the game-winning drive for them, you had a second and 19 after the Oway sack. Adafi Oway gets a sack strip, don't recover the fumble. I'm thinking second and 19. A, if they recover the fumble, the game's over. Second and 19, it should still be over, Right. Next play, chunk play. Mm-hmm. Now we're into a third and short. 
You know, I mean, that stuff can't happen. This is the first game back with Marcus Williams getting back into the lineup. Some three safety looks, a lot of three safety looks uh, with he, Geno Stone, and Kyle Hamilton. And and I don't know, you know, whether the, the return of Marcus threw off the communication or whatever, but what was working so well, it wasn't working today for the Ravens. Yeah, totally. I, I, we, were, we spent time talking coming into the game, like, what would the arrangement be at safety once Marcus was back and basically what it was is that Kyle Hamilton slid down to that nickel roll and then it was Geno Stone and Marcus Williams up top and then when it was a two safety situation Geno Stone was off the field and Marcus Williams was on the field right and yeah I I don't know where those issues were in the split safety I don't know if the issues were with the safeties I don't know if the issues were the linebackers or someone else but there was issues Mm -hmm. and and so the Ravens you know certainly know that they they need to fix that um yeah, <laughs> we talk about the coverage over the middle of the field, and two guys that do a lot of that, obviously Roquan and Patrick Queen. I already talked about them in the run defense. It's surprising to see the run yardage against them, but also you know the pass plays behind them. You're not used to seeing that. And for Roquan, the surprising thing is, you know, as good as he's played, I, I don't really remember a play from him this game. And you look at the box score; he's got 21 tackles. Mm-hmm. That's that's nutty. Yeah. 21 tackles, 14 solo? Yeah. That's a crazy game, but just add that to the the oddities of this game and upside-down things defensively. Roquan Smith makes 21 tackles, and I don't remember a single one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like... Uh, when and, I look the Ravens, at the, and the Ravens give up so much defensively, right? Like, he has 21 tackles. How do they give up that many rush? It's too many tackles five yards down the field. Yeah, I mean, tackling was an issue for the Ravens. I mean, th- there was too many missed tackles and too many times where guys fell forward for four extra yards, five extra yards. Like, that happened too much. The final drive, I yeah. mean, the one play where there was a pileup, mm-hmm. you know, near the 30-yard line, and they pushed them an extra five yards was pretty much a snapshot of the game. Yeah. That's kind of summed it up. The Ravens got beat up front defensively. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, hasn't happened because the guys up front, this, this defensive front's been playing great all season. Yeah. Justin Matabike got another sack, so he's got eight and a half on the season. You know, he uh, he was asked that question, basically, did you did you get... You, he, he rejected the notion that they just got beat up front. Um, but, I, I mean, look, I think the Browns overall control the line of scrimmage. I mean, they when you put up that kind of production on the ground, you're controlling line of scrimmage. And honestly, like, I know we're going to talk about the offense here. I, I think in, the, in large measure... The Browns controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, yep. and that was massive in deciding the result of today's game. Yeah, let's flip it over to the offensive side, and that's what I want to talk about. The, I think the Ravens' inability to run today, they had 106 rushing yards, really cost them in a game going against two premier pass rushers on the Browns, Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith. And on top of it, when you have an off, uh, offensive tackle go down the injury with Ronnie Stanley, mm-hmm. the inability to run the ball really caused problems for the Ravens. Look, Keaton Mitchell had the 39-yard touchdown run, Otherwise, the Ravens had 67 rushing yards on 23 carries. Well, I mean, look at Keaton. Keaton had 39 yards on that one touchdown. Again, we're all celebrating, thinking this is great. Size him up. And he actually ends up finishing the game with three carries for 34 yards. So he went backwards. The rest of the game. The rest of that game. And so that that definitely, the inability to run the ball consistently definitely hurt. And honestly, when the Ravens were in these passing situations, it never felt like Lamar was comfortable. It just Mm -hmm. felt like he had guys coming off the edge. The Browns have a great front. And he never really, to me, seemed to be able to get comfortable. And at the end of the game, the Ravens were down their top two tackles. The Browns were down their top two tackles. The Ravens were down their top two tackles. Well, they were down their top three, but yeah. And with with Ronnie Stanley out, and then Morgan Moses did not play today. He practiced during the week, still dealing with that shoulder. Did not play, so... 
it was right. the Browns' defensive front had a lot of success today. Well, let's be honest. Lamar Jackson came into this game with the highest completion percentage in the NFL, which was the story. One of the big storylines of the week went 13 of 23 for 223. So you complete just a little bit over half your passes here. That that passer rating is going to go down. The completion percentage is going to go down through two interceptions. One, you know, hard to hard to put on him. Unfortunately, it's a pick six. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of similar in a way to the Kyle Hamilton pick six tip ball at the line of scrimmage, except it got picked off and returned by somebody else, not the guy who tipped it. Uh, tough to put that one on Lamar, right? Tip ball at the line of scrimmage. Uh, but probably, then, prob- it is tough, and the guy made a good play, but you know, probably a little bit of a low pass, to be honest. I mean, the guy yeah. kind of, I think it hit him in the helmet, you know, so kind of a low pass. Sidearm kind of throw. I and, think. and again, it's just one of those situations where it pops, you know, 30 yards in the air, and then all of a sudden goes right to the defender who returns it to a touchdown. That's a little bad, little bit of bad luck on yeah. that play. So you don't expect it to happen that way. And that is like when you have these games that you're looking at, like, how did you lose that? You're up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Well, that's how. And yep. actually, Lamar said that the question was basically, "How'd you lose that game?" And he was like, "Well, that pick six. There's a pick six. <laughs> That's how." Exactly. I mean, as as much as we talk about the defense and how surprising it is to see them give up a lead and and all that stuff, like a pick six will change the game real fast in the fourth quarter. And uh, you know, and Lamar also had an interception near the end of the first half. Said he underthrew that ball to Rashad Bateman. It looked like. There's a miscommunication on that play. I don't know if that's Lamar just falling on the sword, right? You know, and saying, "Well, I just underthrew that ball or what?" Um, but you know, the Ravens had a chance to get points there at the end of the of the first half and didn't. Even the drive before that, yeah, before actually, that one, that's the one that I think was is really a big missed opportunity for this this offense. Yeah, because at that point the Ravens are kind of rolling. You know, the Browns at that they have a little bit of life, but like the Ravens are still up. 17 to 6 and you're still kind of riding the high of yeah. the of the start of that game. Defense the, was holding them to 3. Yep. And the, holding them. the Ravens get down to the Cleveland's 25-yard line. There's just under 4 minutes left and you're thinking, okay, you know, here's your, here's your opportunity before half to go get some more points. Right. Really yeah. really kind of close the game and you're that's what it seems like at that it point. Felt like Stomp that. on their throat, they're done here. You put it in the end zone, it's probably over. That's how it felt and like, you know, no one I don't think expected the Browns to end up putting up 31 points Certainly. so or 33 points what, right. what, so but but at that point so it's second down from the 25 second and four then they run that kind of reverse play of the Keaton Mitchell right he loses seven yards then Lamar gets sacked then they tried out Tucker for the 55 yard field goal that gets blocked so you have this opportunity to at least you feel yep. like get three yep. and then the Browns then end up come coming the way and get a field goal and they get a field goal so like you got to go in that it, it just was that's a missed a, opportunity not winning football that's what that comes down to, yeah. right? You talk about drag and, and you know, not playing. Sometimes you make plays that lose games. That's an example of it, mm-hmm. right? Again, you had the chance to get at least three. If you get three there, that, that makes a score 20 to six, and you're feeling pretty good. Now, again, the Browns came back, and they ended up scoring more points than anybody expected. I didn't think they were going to put up 33. So, right. so maybe that wouldn't have been the difference. We'll never know. But that's an opportunity there to just go get three points and make extend your lead, and the Ravens weren't able to do it in that moment. Yep. Look, there's one other point I want to make on the offense. It never really felt to me, like you look at the numbers, you're like, all right, 31 points. You know, Now, now seven of those were from the defense. Oh, right. Another seven were basically from the Browns because of the James Prochet muff punt at the 10-yard line. Right. Gave you great field position. It never felt to me like the Ravens' offense was like clicking. Like The Browns were moving the ball, and they just kept stalling out. The Ravens were kind of... They, they, they just kept getting field goals. It was kind of bend, don't break right. until, until later in the game. 
for the Ravens, it was the big play. It was the OBJ big play touchdown. It was the yep. Keaton Mitchell big play. But it wasn't like methodical drives. It just never felt to me like the offense was in rhythm. They they capitalized on the big play, which that's great. But it, I would have liked to see more of a consistent, you know, consistent moving the ball and putting up points from the offense, not just the big play. Well, and certainly, the the offense had a chance to close out this game, mm-hmm. right? The, the Browns miss an extra point attempt. You're still, you're like, oh my gosh, miracle! Mm-hmm. Still, le- still winning the game with three twenty one left. You're up thirty one thirty. This is time to ice it. But like we said, the Ravens had trouble running the ball. You know, and they, they just did not close out this game despite opportunities to do so, punt it back, and then the Browns go down and win the game. So, yeah, just just a tough one all the way around. Uh, let's turn it forward. When we come back from this, we'll talk about what's ahead for the Ravens as they move into a bigger game even now against the Cincinnati Bengals. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio at m Bank Stadium, and we want our listeners to know that this week, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens, has a limited-time offer you won't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code FLOCK. New customers can get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code FLOCK. Please play responsibly, and for help, visit MarylandGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. You must be 21 or older to play. Uh, Garrett, this loss tightened the AFC North race once again, even tighter than it was. Uh, obviously, the uh, the Browns got one up on the Ravens. They're only a half a game behind now in the standings. Ravens sitting at 7-3, and three, Browns at 6-3. and three. Steelers also won once again after uh, losing the total yards battle against the Green Bay Packers, but they win as well to also move to six and three. At least the Bengals lost today. We yes. do have that. <clears throat> the Bengals lost to the Texans, so that was good news. That was very good news. So but you know, you have two games within a half a game now for the Ravens. And and the way you look at this now, if you lose the Bengals, you could be in Last place? Yeah, well that's the thing about this division. There's just no there's no margin for error. So a week ago you know, everyone's talking about the Ravens maybe being the best team in the league. Now you drop this game. If you were to drop the Bengals game, now you could be looking up at everybody else in the division. Well, you wouldn't be looking Look, up. They'd be six and four. The Ravens would be seven and four. But still, but right? Yeah. You, you you could be in third place, right? Which is crazy. With that, and that speaks to the quality of the division, but it also speaks to the importance of this game. I thought Kyle Hamilton made a good point in the locker room after the game. He said, uh, "This is maybe a little bit of hyperbole, but if we could play tomorrow, we probably would." Like this is mm-hmm. like. When you lose playing on Thursday night football, it's kind of nice because it's like, all right, let's just get this taste out of our mouth. You can't dwell on it. You got to turn the page, especially when it's a game of this magnitude. It's like, all right, you you got to just you got to lock in for Thursday night because this is a massive game in kind of determining where this division race goes. Well, I'll tell you, there'll be several players who uh, aren't ready to play the very next day, and that's Marlon Humphrey, Ronnie Stanley, and a number of other guys who got banged up. Marlon and Ronnie left this game with injuries. Uh, John Harbaugh did not have an update on them after the game. Marlon had an ankle injury, uh, Ronnie Stanley a knee. Uh, So we'll see on their status, but I'm going to guess that they're pretty sore tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Marlon was (laughs) non-contact, you know, and so... You know, who knows? But um, it's you never like to see that. He walked off under his own power, right to the blue tent, and then went into the locker room. Right. Um, Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley, also, same thing. He walked off, went to the locker room. Obviously, people saw on TV he was 
in a, a significant amount of pain, but yep. he was questionable to return. So that's at least gives you some hope, right? It wasn't like he was immediately ruled out of the game. Mm-hmm. Didn't seem like something major, major, but their status on five days rest now going into a short week against the Bengals, not good. Um, so we'll see. That'll be something monitoring this week. And then Kevin Zeitler, you know, kind of hopped. I don't know what you call that. Yeah, hopped would, off. Hobbled, yeah. hopped, whatever yeah. you call it. Uh, late in the game, Jadavion Clowney got banged up. Earlier in the game, he returned. Zay Flowers got banged up. He returned. Travis Jones, uh, he got banged up late in the game. I mean, it felt, like a, it felt like an AFC North physical game. I yeah. mean, they lost a couple guys on their side. Denzel Ward went down yep. in this game. Like, it felt like a physical AFC North game. And, like, that is that is honestly the tough part about playing two division games and, like, in this division in a four-day span. I did just look. The Steelers and Browns play each other next week, by the way. So, the Ra- one of those There will be another lose. loss. There will be the another loss. Assuming there's not a tie, mm. there will be another loss in the AFC North. So. Yes, that's good. <laughs> the Ravens will not be in third place, just to correct the record on that. But yeah, this was AFC North football. Physical game. And it always stinks when you have a physical game, you see players go down, and you lose. You win at the end of that, you feel okay about it. When you lose, and you have you know two leaders, and two of your better players, certainly your best players, Marlon Humphrey and Ronnie Stanley, go down with injuries, leave the game, don't come back. It's not a good feeling. Yeah, you, you do not like to see that. And the Ravens talked a little bit about that after the game. And, you know, Justin Matabike, Brandon Stevens both talked about confidence in the guys who could step up. I mean, I think the, the silver lining for the defensive side of this is that the Ravens got the experience with that earlier in the year. And Ronald Darby and Rock Yassin, you know, had the opportunities and played well. And Brandon Stevens basically used that as an opportunity to, to win himself a starting job. Yep. So the Ravens do have depth there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Marlon is one of the best players on this team, and you want him out there. So if, well, if he's you talk about, you know, at tackle, right, Bengals have a good defensive front. Now, Morgan DeMoses was a full participant all week long in practice this week. The Ravens held him out of this game. You would think potentially because of the short turnaround, get him back closer to 100% ready to go for the Bengals. So I, I, I would I would think that Morgan Moses has a good chance to play against the Bengals, which would be good news if Ronnie's out. Then you would he would be at right tackle, and presumably Pat McCarry would be at left tackle, which the Ravens have operated you know, with that lineup for several games, uh, multiple games this season. So not good. Don't want to see injuries happen, but this team is resilient, like your, your point. They have a lot of depth. They've been in this position before, and I think they're going to come out here and, and uh, put their best foot forward against the Bengals. It'll yeah. be a key game. Just a note, if you're uh, going to be going to the game, which hopefully you are, make sure you wear black. You know, yep. it's going to be uh, – we're promoting everybody to wear black for this game, which should be awesome. Should be a really cool stadium atmosphere for that game. Um, you know, we'll talk more about that this week. This one's still a little fresh. You know, we'll turn the page fully yep. and uh, do a film breakdown of this game and also look ahead in more detail to this Bengals matchup. I just want to note that. And you can get tickets at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets or on SeatGeek. Well, thank you for listening. As always, make sure you send us an email at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. After a loss like this one, our inbox isn't blowing up. We need, we need some more. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you don't re- like reading those emails well, as much? I, I prefer them after the win. I like when the inbox fills up after the win. Uh, the size them up subject line? Yes, yes. That's always a good subject line. I like this. Uh, thanks for listening as always. Check out Ravens Press Pass, our other podcasts. All the pre- uh, post-game press conferences and locker room interviews will be there from after this game if you want to hear the Ravens' reaction straight from their mouth. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week.